Welcome to this week's episode of the Like a Bigfoot podcast. I'm your host, Chris Ward. Uh, this week, we get to sit down with someone who I'm very excited to talk with. Uh, she is uh, one of the race directors at Gemini Adventures out here in Colorado. Um, and you know what? I just I really enjoy her perspective on race directing because it's not just about putting on a badass race for trail runners. Um, for Kyla Cladell, our guest today. I should have mentioned her name. You think I'd be good at this by now? Um, <laughs> it's not just about putting on like an awesome race for trail runners. For Kyla uh, and Reed and Gemini Adventures, it's about allowing people to really step outside their comfort zone and supporting them along the way while also giving them this opportunity to challenge themselves. Um, I know for me, doing a couple of their races, like this has so been true. And it was just fun listening to Kyla put it into words like that. Uh, because that has been my perspective where um, a few of the races, I did my first mountain bike race with them uh, in Eagle, Colorado. Um, and I just remember thinking like, dude, I wouldn't have probably done this trail had it not been for this race because you know like i don't know how to mountain bike like <laughs> you can be kind of uh you know timid you can hold yourself back because you don't have a support around you like some of the trails that we ended up doing on that race i'm thinking of this one it's called world's greatest and you just go down and down and down and it's you can go really fast as potential to be pretty steep and fast and for like experienced mountain bikers they might be listening to this and be like dude that trail is not hard at all but for beginners it's like i wouldn't have probably attempted that trail had it not been for the fact that i was doing this race and that is the trail like that's how you where you have to go um so you got to face your fears uh, it's that extra pressure and and kind of peer pressure there that you, that you find um so i just think like they do all sorts of stuff they do mountain bike races a lot of trail running they've obviously done uh, desert rats the stage race i've spoken about many times on the podcast so you can mark that off your bingo sheet um but they and then they also have started adding in some like adventure racing training weekends and things like that like it's called gemini adventures it's not called gemini trail running it's called gemini adventures because their big thing is that they want people to experience adventures and for a guy who has a podcast where really truly my only goal is to get pe people to step outside their comfort zone and go on and have adventures. Like, I think this is huge. I mean, I could talk all day about what adventure has brought to my life, but ultimately I think it boils down to because I'm, I go out and have adventures. It actually makes this world seem more mysterious, more vast, more amazing. Um, I go out and I have an adventure and all of a sudden I have this passion for life where I'm like, wow, there's, I just did that. That took all that effort, right? Like if I climb a mountain, I'm like, whoa, that took like a ridiculous amount of effort. Um, and then you're like proud. You're like, wow, like I'm so proud. Like I'm up here on top of this mountain. But then you look around and you're like, holy smokes, there are seemingly infinity more mountains right you're just like wow like look how much there is to experience in this world and we're so lucky to be in it and we're so lucky to be alive and be able to take it on so um that's what that's what adventure means to me 
uh, I think Kyla, after talking with her, um, after knowing her for a few years now, like, I feel like that's the way she um, thinks about adventure as well. And, you know, that's going to be kind of the main topic here. Like, I honestly just wanted to hear a story. I, I, I think back to everything we've gone through over this last year, too, and I kind of wanted to hear how they persevered through that. Um, but ultimately I just wanted to talk with her. I just wanted to talk with an interesting person. Um, kind of wanted to hear her perspective on things that I feel like we have a lot in common with. So, uh, I hope you guys enjoy, um, check out all their races. Uh, I'm a huge fan and you know, I, I, I wouldn't just, you know, blow smoke at you. Is that a saying? I, I suck at sayings. I wouldn't just tell you something I didn't truly believe in my heart. How about that? How about make that a saying? saying man or woman i don't know okay Th that went off it went off the rails at the end there <laughs> sorry kyla uh all right let's get right into it this is like a bigfoot podcast with kyla cladell All right, ladies and gentlemen this week i am super excited i'm talking with my friend kyla cladell um Kyla is one of the race directors of Gemini Adventures, um, and I have a whole bunch of things I want to talk about today, but I mostly want to kind of focus around like just adventures and what it brings to our lives and, and things like that. Um, I told her I was really excited, and she said she was dreading this, so <laughs> let's just start there. <laughs> Welcome. Thanks, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> Not to put you on the spot. Um, yeah, I, the first thing I want to just talk about a little bit it's just, I was thinking back, like this has been a weird week of just reflecting about how batshit crazy last year was at this time. Right. You know? um, and I remember I was signed up for your guys, uh, St. Patty's Day race in Lyons, Colorado. Yeah. And then that was like the eye opening, like we have to shut this down along with everything else in the whole entire world. That's like, how I remember it. <laughs> yeah. How do you guys remember that? I had flown into town from another event to put on that event. And it was a go until the night, the evening before, right before we were going to do packet pickup. Lions said, we can't do this. We're not going to allow groups of over 12. <laughs> and it was to go from having an event in a couple hours to not being allowed to even gather with yeah. people outside it was wow it was just like that's the 180 the world took right there you know it, it was such a clear picture for us of that exact line when it happened yeah and obviously like this has affected people in many different ways but you guys being like event organizers and race directors like i just am curious like how did it af affect your guys year and how did you handle it it was bonkers I lost every job for the year in one day, you know, and it was, and I read who I work with. We're such different people. I was having an existential crisis. I was looking into like, I feel like I would be a good crane operator. I don't know something, <laughs> you know, it's all going to change now it's over. And he just went mountain biking. <laughs> <laughs> you would be a good crane operator though. No. I, you know those ones that pick up the trees. I could do that. Oh, have you ever been, this is total side note. We'll come back to this, <laughs> but have you ever been in the mountains and like a helicopter flies over holding a tree and you're like, what is happening? That's where I would go next after I did the tree, the tree crane thing. Yes. I would be tree helicopter. And that's a career path I could get into. 
I could get into that. I would actually be like, Kyla, can I come along for the for a for a ride with a tree holding helicopter? How good would that podcast be? That would be a badass <laughs> podcast. Oh man. Well, I'm glad that ultimately you haven't gone that route because right. obviously obviously you guys are <laughs> you guys are back. Turns out um, it comes back. It turns but out it, it comes back. It's the drama of it, you know? It Your whole life as you know it is over. And again, I, the whole world was having that. Yeah. So but beyond just life. like how you and Reed handle it differently, like right. what conversations were you guys having in those, in that month or, or the few months where you realized you had to camp? Cause your guys, a lot of your events are all in the spring. They're all April. Right. Um, People were all signed up hundreds and hundreds and hundreds. And that is, and I've always known this, but it just hit home how, what, what kind of community we have and who outdoors people are, you know? I mean, we were, we were struggling, answering hundreds of emails a day and trying to make new plans and figure out what to do and what our policies were going to be. We work with all small local businesses. You know, we support each other. So we're all in the sea of like trying to keep our local business vendors afloat and not stiff them, but we don't want to stop, stiff the participants either. And it's so new. And they came through. Everyone was so cool to us and understood and were kind and were patient. And if you if you're looking for a community to join, join trail runners or mountain bikers or something in the outdoors. Yeah. Those people are amazing. They got they they were they helped us make it. Yeah, yeah. Was there moments where you guys were like, I just don't know, like if we're gonna make it? I mean, I know that's. I told you I wasn't gonna ask hard hitting questions. <laughs> and then we're just gonna start Absolutely. with this. Absolutely. And again, this is you know, there's Reed and I balance each other this way, but. Yeah, there was, it was just, I mean, all fun is canceled and we're this frivolous pursuits industry <laughs> Yeah, that was all gone and we're, we're a small business and we work with all small businesses and it's, it was scary for us to think we couldn't make it, but it was really scary too, to think that these businesses that we've worked for, for all of these years might not make it. And then yeah. everything would just collapse, you know, there, I don't, I, it was on a very human level under the business level wondering if everyone's going to be okay and if yeah. we're all going to make it and if, if our lives you know if, if everyone has to become crane operators what are we going to do <laughs> i like how that's your go-to <laughs> um when it happened we had a big storm and all the trees fell down in our neighborhood and the, the cool cranes came by and now that's my thing you're like oh, i could do that I get it. I get it. <laughs> well, and it's just funny. Like you always expect to be faced with challenges, especially when you guys own your own business and, right. and you know, you're not working for like a corporation or anything, but then those challenges arise that you just do not see coming. They just come out of nowhere. Exactly. And that's, I mean, we obviously are into security anyway, but yeah. Well, and I read, I read a book recently. I mean, it was Matthew McConaughey's book. I'll just throw that out there off the bat. Like and there were, talks. You should, did you listen to it? Uh, I wish I did. <laughs> I, I've said this on the podcast before, but when my kids were little, I would do characters for them. <laughs> and I would do like Arnold dad where I'd be like, Blah, Arnold. And then, but then I saw Matthew McConaughey give a speech to the Texas Longhorns football team. <laughs> and you could tell he was just making stuff up. He was just bullshitting. But it sounded so wise coming from him. So then I just started going around doing like being Matthew McConaughey dad and just giving my kids advice. And That's like, the vibe you need around the house. Yeah. And I'm like, you got to pick up your toes and I'll tell you why. 
by picking up your toys, you clear your mind or whatever. I don't know. I just make stuff up. As soon as this podcast is over, I'm going to practice talking like Matthew. <laughs> um, but I read his book and it was really good. There was some stuff that you're like, this is a little wacky. Like, did this happen? That kind of, but you're, but you accept it because it's Matthew. Hollywood. Yeah, yeah. And you're like, whatever, this guy is awesome. So like, I'll accept that he did all these crazy things. Uh, but he wrote, he wrote this and I have it up on my wall. I don't know if you can see it, but I have like a little whiteboard somewhere. Okay. I love whiteboard quotes. Yeah. Maybe you can see it, but it just says, how do you engage when faced with a challenge? And there's only really three options. You either persist, you pivot, or you concede. And I think that lesson has been learned probably through you and read through just the various adventures you've had, you know? Yeah. So can you kind of relate like maybe some lessons you've learned in adventure to, uh, you know, your last year of being a race director? That's funny. That's interesting. I love that quote, by the way, that is the truth. Yeah. And that, I think that's why people, I, why I push people to have adventures and to get out of their comfort zone. Because when you, when you're practicing, all of the time for what you'll do in a situation that you don't feel in control of when crazy things happen, you're trained. You, you know, you don't have to, you, you'll, you'll know what to do and you'll know what your choices are. And that's, I mean, that's what you do. You look at, should, do I keep going? Do I change yeah. direction or am I giving up? Yeah. And all of those are valid at times, but until you practice making those decisions and putting yourself in situations you know, where, where you are evaluating what your rewards are and how to get there. You don't, you won't know what to do if it happens to you. So yeah. we, we can make these events and make these adventures to put, not only put you in that position, but to get you through it. They're supported. Yeah. And I love that. I love the idea of you guys not being race directors, but being like uh, life challenge preppers. You know, you could oh, advertise as totally that. Like, do you want to be ready for when <laughs> shit hits the fan? Come yes. on out. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. No, that's so cool. I want to know a little bit more about your background. Like, it's just funny. Like we've, I've done the stage race with you guys uh, a couple of years and we've been in contact a bunch since then. But then I was like, I don't really know Kyla's story. And that's why I reached out to you. So what, yeah, like adventures like were you an adventurous kid like where did you grow up what what kind of stuff were you into or is that something that developed later on i'm from south philly and my parents were city parents and they are super fun big gamblers and they love sports they love parties they're, they're like sparkly flashy people who live in vegas now you know <laughs> so i started out with the indoor adventure and then i went to see you <laughs> <laughs> um, my first spring break was my first backpacking trip in Moab. So it was the first time I've been to Moab, first time I've been back backpacking, and it changed my life. It was, I, the desert will always be in my soul now, but also just that connection with the outdoors. And instead of going to Vegas and partying for spring break or Mexico, going, going on a backpacking trip in Moab, it was a million times more exciting and, and more fun. I couldn't, I never knew that was possible and I have never looked back. <laughs> yeah. Where, where did you, like, what drew you to see you from Philly? So my parents actually moved here Okay. later when I was a, going into high school. And that was just a super lucky coincidence too, because I never would have known it was here. You know, I was destined for Jersey and I got to... <laughs> 
see the mountains, start skiing, having some outdoors. And I am so grateful for them. Yeah. For making that choice to come out west. <laughs> I want a book titled Destined for Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, that's amazing. Um, yeah. So about hair and makeup. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Bruce Springsteen and stuff. Totally. Which that would be cool. I'm down for that book. <laughs> but uh but no, that's cool. So what like that has to be weird one, just moving in the middle of high school and especially moving from you know a city culture to Boulder area, like it's still the city, don't get me wrong. But there's there's a million times different. Yeah, tell me a little bit about that. I had never we didn't have lawns. I mean trees, no trees. It was city, city and beach. So when I when we first moved here, that was a tough thing to rip yourself away from. Luckily, the mountains are much better. I learned, <laughs> but it's it is it brings such a deep appreciation having moved from the city and knowing knowing what we have here and how much we need to value it because you don't get that everywhere. Yeah, it is, it is that special. Yeah, were were kids in your school like just talking about like hiking and like what is the what do high schoolers in Boulder what are they like? I I lived outside of Boulder and okay. it is definitely more outdoorsy, but I feel like until college I did not get it. I don't I don't even my kids who grew up in Boulder they ski, but they don't want to go hiking. Yeah, they just don't want to do that. They don't understand that. <laughs> you have to trick them though. You gotta be yeah. like. Like we've been doing geocaching lately. Yeah, that's Have you heard one. of that? And my yeah. kids are obsessed now. I'm like, they're secretly just hiking. <laughs> <laughs> they don't know. Oh, <laughs> uh, they usually just bribe them with candy. Yeah. Oh, that too. And kids are just like, I mean, they're basically like, wait, we're just gonna walk to a place because it's pretty. And you're like, yeah. Cool rocks, more rocks. Super rocks cool. everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> um, I love the fact that your first trip was to Moab. Oh, um, and and here's okay. why. Because if you fell in love with the desert there, right now, without probably unbeknownst to you, like you're sharing that love because Desert Rats was really the first time I'd been to Moab one other time for like half a day. And so Desert Rats was the first time I personally experienced it. And now I'm like, just obviously obsessed, like the desert. There's just something special about it. That's kind of hard to describe. Right. It, it gets in your soul. I really believe that there's a magic to it. And you know, it's, there've been books written on it and movies and people talk about it. It's, it's a thing. For sure. Yeah. Where were you guys backpacking? Like what trail? I have no idea. It was (laughs) off the grid. I had just borrowed a frame backpack from a friend, you know, with a bunch of people I went to college with guys and girls. I didn't have a tent. I was sleeping on the ground. (laughs) We just were winging it basically. And it was so cool. Lizards and stars and sun and the rock, you know, that red rock and ah. Was there any like perceptions going in? Like we're definitely going to get bit by a rattlesnake or we're going to run out of water. Like, was there any of those fear perceptions that you broke by like actually going out and doing it? I don't know if it's college or me, but it never crossed my mind. <laughs> You're like, does do, are we going to run out of beer? Oh, we're not. Okay, cool. We're good. Yes. Throwing some stuff on my back and heading out. And that, <laughs> that is a personality type that I, I am. <laughs> <laughs> well, I love that. So from there, like, how did your adventuring progress? That was definitely the beginning. 
And I think I am a person who needs a lot going on and needs a lot of variety. So adventure was always going to be the way. <laughs> yeah. And once you get the ball rolling, it just keeps going. I don't know. You know, it's so funny to me when you said that I started out in Moab and then somehow ended up making it a career, yeah. you know, of sharing that passion. Adventure, adventure finds you and you find it. And once the m- momentum goes, I think it does not stop. Yeah. So you're all like through college, just kind of like backpacking trips and things like that, or? Uh, lots of travel, lots of backpacking, lots of, you know, from Colorado, with Colorado as a base, you can go a lot of cool places. Yeah. And you can barely even scratch the surface just on Colorado. And you're like, dude. This last year, so much Colorado. It just keeps going. <laughs> Is there any other trips that really stand out from that time? I really also found the joy and I have never lost in getting away from backcountry, you know, completely out of the cities being the kind of tourist who's looking at the untouched places rather than the, the tourist places. And um, we went to, I, I did a lot of Wyoming in those times and, and learned how to fish <laughs> and got to know lakes, um, rivers. I love the Colorado. We, we do the upper Colorado a lot and, and practice some of that, you know, how to, how to manage river skills. Yeah. It's, it was, it's, it, ah, I just want to go back and do it all again. <laughs> <laughs> I know it's hard to even describe, but you just have to experience it. And I don't know. It's, I and love that idea. You experience it when you're young and you're so carefree and joyous about it. Yeah. You know, now I think people go to the back country or, or like we see in desert rats to work through their issues or to gain something or to learn something or to help themselves. When you're a kid, you're just celebrating. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. I never even thought about it that way, but that's so true. Yeah. Yeah. Like, because it is, it's when you go back there now as an adult, it's like, this is a break from my reality where I'm busy and I have all this responsibility and things like that. And now I get to get this cool kind of like pause, which you know is going to end, you know, you can't have it last forever. But as a kid, you're like... Oh man, I wish I had that now. I'm thinking back to my college time. I'm like, what was I doing? Like, I think I went on one hike my whole entire college career. You're a kid. I you know. Don't, you know, the appreciation comes from the struggle of daily life. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh. So true. That is so true. Oh, um, <laughs> I wanted, so what was your original career before joining Gemini? I graduated from college in, with a business degree and went into computer programming database for Oracle. Wow. So straight into the office working, you know, 50 hour weeks in database development. <laughs> and this is another thing that's about being a kid that's stupid. I, I, am, I liked math and I like computers. I didn't understand though, you have to look at the whole holistic big picture of what your life's going to be. I cannot sit at a desk inside. Yeah. And it never occurred to me because I had never tried it that that would be something I, I absolutely could not do. Learning. So I eventually got into project management from there because I also like talking to people and then event management after that. And then extreme event management after that. <laughs> well, it's just funny. Like you had the foresight to like recognize 
that this wasn't for you. You know, like a lot of people don't have that foresight and then they just do it because they're like, I guess this is what I do now. Not really enjoying it, but it's just, you know, is that something you actually thought about or not? Like, I wonder, I just, I, I really couldn't do it. I was, I felt like I was going insane and I wonder if other people just, you know, and I did feel like I didn't need to grow up. This is lucrative. It's working for me. Yeah. I'm doing well, but, and do people just keep marching, you know, and keep doing it? I think they do. I think they do. And I was kind of on a similar path. Like I went to college for like pharmacy. Like I thought it went, and this is nothing against pharmacy or people who work in an office or whatever, like, no, yeah, totally. It's just but for me, like I was on that path and then I realized everyone was way smarter than me. That was part of it. But development <laughs> too. <laughs> you know, in college, everything's graded on a curve. And I'm like, oh my God, like who am I competing against here? Um, and but now I look back, I'm like, what was I thinking? Like, why did yeah. I think I would like that? Like, I wouldn't enjoy I enjoy teaching. I enjoy creating lessons and interacting with human beings, you know like kids, especially and helping them grow. Like, I don't know. It's just interesting because I do think people soldier on when they shouldn't soldier on. And then at times endurance is soldiering on when you have to soldier on, you know, right? it's, it's like, how do you recognize the differences there? I think we get caught up in succeeding yeah. and it's not like you're trying to win. It's you're trying to find the right fit, you know? Yeah. And there's nothing, you're not quitting. You're just pivoting Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and finding a better fit for you. Exactly. So when you met Reed, what was that like? Reed is this like, he's heavily bearded now, which by the way, tell him to keep that beard at least through the summer. Uh, just, it's, just, it's braided like a Viking today. <laughs> is it really? I'll send you a picture. Oh, dude, please tell him to just keep that for a few more months uh anywho i don't think you can can when it's gonna get super hot out like that's gonna be tough but anyways he's heavily bearded he's this super muscular like ex uh collegiate wrestler mma fighter adventure racer kind of guy like when you first met him what was that what was your like initial thoughts that's another life changer too (laughs) i think a lot of people would say that when they meet reed He's, he definitely can change your mind on a lot of things. It was, it was amazing. So I was looking to get into the outdoor industry and that's how I did it through him. And he was looking for someone to organize his life. You know, Reed gets the big ideas and the big adventures and he, the, the office is a disaster, you know? So logistics is my specialty yeah. and I jumped into it, but then I jumped into this whole new life philosophy too. He is, and he will not talk about this. I have to force him, but his accomplishments, you know, and his ability to endure and discipline, it's, it's incredible. And it changes, it changes you. And his expectations too, you know, like with desert, desert rats, he expects a lot from those participants and I want to coddle them and I want to make them feel better. And I'm worried about them. He is not. (laughs) (laughs) And it made me realize the difference between being liked and being respected and, and how people respond to you having high expectations for them and how much they enjoy that feeling. It really, it's cool. And what it's like to have 
high expectations for yourself and discipline versus mo motivation. You know, he's a very disciplined person and I'm very motivated. I have a lot of stoke, yeah. but I, I'm not so great at just grinding through the day to day where you force yourself so that when the big things come along, you can have fun with them. It's, I don't know. It, it's fun to meet someone who is incredible and then to open yourself up to the lessons that they have to teach you yeah you know, and try to change you guys have such an interesting <laughs> dynamic that totally works though yeah it's interesting <laughs> like i know i've called you guys good cop bad cop but yeah <laughs> totally we are good. for sure good cop bad cop <laughs> um cool both both things are necessary you know it's so true it if really find someone to work with yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, when you guys are working and stuff, have you, oh, it's just interesting. Like with a, such as like a small business, like, do you guys do all that? Like we got to do strength finder and like <laughs> all that stuff. <laughs> strength finder. You never did strength finder. What's that? I don't know. You just find your strengths. Oh, like you define them <laughs> though. But, or is it just so obvious? Like you guys are like, we don't even need to define them. It's obvious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And we, we're both very um, introspective people. So we do, without doing Strength Finder, we do talk about, okay, okay, what, what are you going to be good at? What am I going to be good at? How can we be our best at doing what we're good at? Yeah, yeah. This podcast sponsored by Strength Finder. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> check it out immediately. Check it out immediately. <laughs> I've, I've did it once. I think our, like, yours. I think before- Is it true? Uh, yeah, it, I think I thought it nailed it on the head. It was my wife and I did it. You know how you meet with like the pastor before you get married? Yeah. Well, we met, it was her youth pastor. who was like the coolest dude ever. Like he was an awesome guy, but he's like, you guys should do this. We're like, okay. And then it, I don't even remember what hers were. They're, they're obviously all of the things that I don't have like organization and like, you know, that kind of stuff. But mine was like empathy was like one of the huge ones. Like, yeah. And as, as a teacher, I'm like, okay, that's a good skill to have because you can recognize when people need like a little more space and things like that. For so. sure too. And kids, it's so hard to get into their head unless you're very empathetic and you can put yourself there. And I can also recognize when they're super bored with Mr. Ward. Oh, I'm sure that's hard. <laughs> you need a lot of empathy for that. <laughs> like they're not telling you. <laughs> Just like their face, their just hands are in their, their faces. Their hands. Yeah. I've that's why I a lot about the last year strengths and how our best things about us are sometimes our worst too. You know, when, when that, when adversity comes, it's, it, I mean, do you believe that, that your strengths are also your biggest, your best and worst always. You they know? can. When I think about strengths, like even empathy, like I'll tell you at times it's, it's too much. I'm like, this is too much. Um, you know, but at times it's really powerful, but also I think about like ambition and being really being ambitious is a good thing. Like, I think there's a balance between ambition and being satisfied, you know? Right. And I think being ambitious is really good. It's super important, especially for like accomplishing something. But those, there's people that take it to that extra level. And now all of a sudden, because of their ambition, they struggle with their family or right. they struggle with their job or that like people all of a sudden don't like them. 
because they're just so ambitious. And so it's that balance for me. And also, you know, the whole being satisfied thing, that's right. hard for me. Um, and I'm like, man, I, if you're too satisfied all the time, you're not going to do anything. You're just going to be in your comfort zone the whole time. Right. But at the same time, I'm like, I need moments of downtime where I'm just taking it in and relaxing and stuff like that. Appreciation. Yeah. 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 But I, I totally agree. Like people's strengths, it's all about a balance for me. I'm like, I have to have balance in this and I have to be aware of like when I'm getting too much in my own head and things like that. But yeah, for yourself and, and for the people around you, I'm sure. Oh, totally. And that's what adventures helped me out with. Cause it's like, you can be really ambitious, but at the same time, it causes this satisfaction because you went out totally. and tried this hard thing. Um, you can channel that. And that's yes. what we do when we, we become grownups and learn our strengths. Okay, how can I channel this for good or how can I satisfy it so that yeah. it's not getting in my way? Yeah, An totally. adventure, events, totally. Oh, they're the best. I want to hear about this. So you guys do pack rafting and I haven't talked too much. I've talked to a few people about pack rafting, but it's something that I find really interesting because it seems like you hike in with a raft packed, see if I'm getting this right. And then you throw it in the water and then you just go have an adventure. Then you get it out. <laughs> and you can get to places that you couldn't get to without that raft. Yeah. Which if you're into the back country is awesome. So we have a new one coming up this year that we're into. We want a bike pack raft. So you got the raft on your back and you're biking and then you have to pack the bike onto the raft, get where you're going next and then redo it. How crazy is that? I have some friends <laughs> who do that and some people I've interviewed and yeah, I'll have to put you guys in connection with them. Cause they did a whole, they do a whole bunch in like the Moab area and they have like loops that they've made, you know? Cool. Very cool. That yeah, would we're going to try one. We, we made up a, like on a napkin, this cool loop and fruit that we want to try. <laughs> we're looking at on Google earth. It feels so adventurous. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you're making it up. You're like making up the trail. Yeah. I don't even want to look and see if anyone's done it before because I want to, I want to make it up. <laughs> That's cool. Yeah. What, what kind of um, joy do you find from being out on the river? You talked earlier about like rivers and lakes, like there's just something special about them. I do love the river. It's, it's again, that backcountry feeling, you know, you're out there on, on a river campsite or floating and you're in these, it's a whole different way to see, to see the earth too, because you're in these canyons, you know, so you see it from the top when you're on your feet or on your bike and on the, in the river, you're down in it and you're looking up and it is incredible. And it's, it's very, I mean, you're cut off. There's no cell service. You have to do everything for yourself. You spend most of your day working on something, you know, yeah. either moving down the river or un unloading, setting up camp, making dinner, all of these things become your existence and it's, everyone works together and it is beautiful. I love it. Yeah. Have you guys done like, what, what's been the longest pack rafting trip you guys have take, taken? Pack rafting? We've only done a couple days with pack rafts okay. um, and we would like to do more. Our, bo our boats are great. So yeah. that's the only thing that gets in your way too. Now we need new gear. If we want to do, mo do more, we need fancier rafts that can get us farther and keep us drier. Yeah. <laughs> so what about like a rafting trip? My, my parents were huge into rafting when I was a kid. They were both teachers. So they would come out during the summer. Actually, before I was born, they would come out in the summer and they did 
all sorts of rivers out here on the west, in the West. It's like Montana. such a good thing to do with kids too. Yeah. Because you get them away and they're hanging out with other kids and they have to work on the camp and it's good for them. It makes them competent. Yeah. They feel good about what they're doing. Yeah. Where, what, where, is there any big trips you've taken? Um, we did a trip on the Smith River in Montana this yeah. summer. Yeah. Okay. Family trip. And that was really cool. Montana cool. is so over the top Montana you know everywhere you look you're like oh there it is beautiful and giant <laughs> there's the big sky again here we are <laughs> in Montana I loved it I really I've been I went up there a bunch as a kid but I haven't been up there recently and my wife and I are trying to figure out summer things to do because I'm just like dude we're all like as soon as things open up I'm like we're camping like every day hopefully like that's the plan and i have the summer off as a teacher and she doesn't that's the only hard part but but yeah no those little girls can you wrangle all that if you you went great question my seven-year-old is is ready uh i talked to her last night i was like hey do you want to climb i have a mountain in mind that's super safe easy access i've done it a billion times so i'm like do you want to climb your first mountain this summer like legit mountain um and she was like yeah well i peer pressured i'm like one of the neighbors is going (laughs) one of the neighbor kids is going totally and she's like yeah are we going to be on cliffs and stuff i'm like no because i i she watches all these adventure films with me and so she probably thinks like it's one way i'm like no this one's pretty easy and like not steep or anything like that so uh i think i think she could handle it i think my four-year-old's starting to be able to handle somewhat but you know how it is you're you go out and you're like we're either gonna go 20 feet or we're gonna go three miles i don't know (laughs) how are we having snacks i can still see the car (laughs) yeah Yeah. and uh we took zoe my four-year-old skiing and uh for the first time and as soon as we ran out of girl scout cookies she was done she was like no more maxed out i have three boys and they're all teenagers now. So if you can start them young, it pays off. It was brutal when they were little. <laughs> but now it's a blast, man. They're like my crew, you yeah. know? How much is your date, like weekly grocery? Like, do they just eat all your food? That's all I always hear about teenage boys. It's like a jillion dollars, Chris. Yeah. <laughs> all the food, every piece of food anywhere in this house. It's true. <laughs> You're like, I bought this one snack special for me and you have to like hide it somewhere oh luckily they're stupid so you just hide it behind something and they don't look you know (laughs) (laughs) that's amazing that's amazing well um i know in the past we talked about like the evolution of desert rats stage race specifically um i want to hear about just the evolution of gemini adventures since you've been on board like what is that like what it looked like when you started and now obviously you're adding all these races. You're going to places out of state now. Like what, what has that evolution been like? It's incredible when you change the dynamic of a company, how much the company changes. Yeah. We brought me in and we've been, we started working together and it went from this hardcore old school kill, you know, crush yourself endurance thing to now we have, um, it's mainly all festivals. We really believe in the community, you know, and getting people together and knowing that they're supporting each other and giving them that whole experience. Um, We've really collaborated with the towns more. 
since I've gotten involved, I love small outdoor adventure towns and we yeah. does too. And we started wanting to support them and to bring people to them and to give them this economy of, of our outdoor, you know, active outdoorsy fun people that can appreciate their towns and do good things for it. And we have also significantly, we were just looking at this yesterday, our ratio of women to men is so much higher. We have so much more women than other trail races yeah. and events in the industry. And it's just, you know, bringing, bringing me in. And now all of a sudden we have women and we have parties. And Do you and, think it's and, because of building that community aspect? I think, I think it starts, I think everything starts at the grassroots bottom, you know? So Reed and I, our partnership and our energy has become what our events are and what the, you know, it's just, it's amazing how it affects everything. Yeah. Uh, it's cool. It's so cool. I, I mean, obviously I've loved the stage race, but mountain rats I've been a part of in various aspects, whether it's a happy event. It's so cool. And the color coffee place, like that place is it's awesome. So cool. Everyone in that town. I mean, now, these outdoor adventure towns are like Hallmark movie towns. Everyone is so friendly. Everything is so cool. Every, yeah. Everything is so beautiful. I love it. There's like bike, there's like trails to the school. So in the morning, the kids all just ride their mountain bikes to school and they get to get some downhill. Like right outside the elementary, I think there's like a little bump path that the kids just ride down. You're like, what is this place? This is- I need, I want to, every, every town we go to, I want to move to. Yeah. Oh, and I'm sure the town's kind of like, okay, don't tell people about how awesome we are, but like bring people here. But yeah. As but, long as we bring cool people. Yeah. They like, like our community. Exactly. It's awesome. And I, you guys obviously have gotten me to step outside my comfort zone. I did my first mountain bike race at Mountain Rats. Quietly um, too. You just do these amazing things and don't, don't even brag about it. I got passed at the end by like a 13 year old who was just kicking <laughs> butt. So <laughs> to be fair, it was like a pro 13 year old. It was a pro 13 year old. That was just, yeah, but it was awesome. I loved it. And you know, I was like, would I have ridden some of these trails? Maybe I may have, but there was one like way up top towards kind of the beginning where you just go straight down through the woods. And I was like, I would have never ridden this trail. I'll tell you that much. Cause like one, I wouldn't have known how to get there, but two, I would right. have been like, this is super steep through like Aspen trees. Like, I just, I don't know if I would have had the guts to do it, but you're in a race and you're like, I have to do this. Like, right. This is the and that's the position you're putting yourself in when you sign up for something. Yeah. You know, you, you give yourself a something you have to do and then you do it. Yeah. And we'll give you something to do and help you get through it. But I like too that we're giving people those challenges. Plus we're giving them the experience of these towns, their local businesses and their local music and their local beers. And, you know, it's, it's, it's a good place to put yourself. And I hope that people continue to do that. Yeah. One, all your guys' races are up and ready to go for April and May, right? All up and ready to go. It's incredible. It's back. We've learned how to adjust. Yeah. so that we can be safe and healthy but things are opening up too yeah well and uh, it's just funny because it's like some like normal people i'll say like do like the road races or things like that and none of those can open up there's too many people like yeah it's too many people involved so 
So the idea of like pivoting, if you're a person who needs an event to sign up for and right. you've never tried a trail race, it's like maybe you should pivot and try a trail race. There's less people generally um, and they're going to have these races versus like the huge road. Like I just read about Boulder Boulder and yeah. they're doing, they had to change their whole format and things like that. But that's because that's like a race with like, I don't even know how many. I'm just going to say a billion, a billion yeah, people. Yeah, it's like a kajillion. <laughs> yeah, it's a kajillion. Oh, it is a kajillion. Let me check my numbers. Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, I just think that's huge. So I would highly suggest, you know, if you're in Colorado or the West or or even if you're just looking for something to do when you're on a vacation out here, like check out the Gemini Adventures. Like you guys have a whole bunch of really cool events and they're all in areas that, you know, you may not have gone to lions colorado or fruta or you know grand junction or or places like that but you should because those places are incredible they are and yeah yeah we're the best game in town everyone's spread out and you're having fun and it's gorgeous and it's safe and healthy yeah and there's some community it's not going to be we usually have big awards parties and things and i'm working on it now we'll have something outdoors it's not going to be quite as big as usual but it's going to feel good yeah. Yeah. No, that's awesome. I also have to ask you this peer pressure. God, I'll just bring up peer pressure. <laughs> you're, you're a peer pressurer. You know? <laughs> that's how I'd describe you. I wouldn't say marketer or whatever, just peer pressure. <laughs> and, uh, you got me to jump off a bridge once. <laughs> forgot about that yeah so when like i'm teaching i have to teach decision making to to children and (laughs) there's the whole saying of like if your friends jump off a bridge would you and i'm like yeah i would apparently (laughs) apparently yes the answer is yes and it was totally worth it did you like it that's a scary bridge that's a scary bridge so I'll, i'll say you have to climb up to it on an embankment and get yourself to climb up stand on that and then jump off into the river Chris did it. Well, I'll say this. Reed was like, just walk out here with us. I'm like, okay, I'll do that. That's how we do it. Just see how it feels for a second. He's like, stand, just stand up on this thing. And I stood up on it for 0.1 second. And I'm like, I can't stand up on it. No. That's the hardest part. Yeah. And then Phil just climbed up and just stood there and made a grand speech as he was standing there. I'm like, (laughs) dude. And everyone jumped off. And then it was just me and you standing there. And you're like, so you're going to do it now, aren't you? And I was like, "Uh." It's like, "Fine, I guess." And I couldn't stand up on it. I had to like just take a step and jump. Like I couldn't yeah. I couldn't think about it. But 1 2 3 go. Don't 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 to start thinking about you're out. <laughs> just persist. That one is persist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So you've obviously done that bridge many times, right? Yeah, I'm a cliff bridge jumper from way back. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. I like that we get to do that our whole lives though. You can never stop being crazy if you choose so. (laughs) (laughs) I know. I liked it was a reminder that I still have that in me to be crazy. So, so anyways, I guess what I was going to say is positive peer pressure. What do you think about it? I fully believe in it and I I do use it often. (laughs) I I think that it is for the good of people to get out of their comfort zone. Yeah. And I think people like to be pushed to do that. They, at the time they can get mad at you. (laughs) You know how, like with desert rats, you get broken down and then built up and it does break people down at first. And it doesn't feel good to be pushed into things, you know, and you don't, 
want to do something you don't want to do. Yeah. But if people have, if, if, if it's with good intention, I, I welcome people pushing me. Yeah. I know that. Yeah, me too. Well, that's an awesome place to wrap up. Where can they find uh, all the Gemini Adventures stuff? GeminiAdventures.com. We're on Ultra Sign Up and you can, ch- you can check it out from the website. Um, and, yeah, and we're just starting the events for the year. And it's, it's going to be an incredible year. It's going to feel good. It's going to be super fun. All right, cool. I'll be joining on some sort of events. I'm not sure yet, but I'm in. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Kyla. Thanks for coming on. Thank you. Yeah. Super fun. Good to talk to you. All right. That wraps up this week's episode of the Like Bigfoot podcast. Thank you guys so much for listening. Uh, thank you, Kyla, for coming on the show. Um, I absolutely had a blast talking with you um that was so much fun i feel like we we mind melded on a lot of ideas (laughs) which was super cool to me um but yeah i really really appreciate it really appreciate everything they're doing at gemini adventures um so like i said if you're if you're in colorado or you're like coming out or you just want an excuse to come to colorado uh and like i said i i'm pretty sure they're gonna start doing some events you know um in other places around the West here. Like if you guys are coming out to the West, uh, check them out for sure. Um, something I've been thinking about a lot this week. I feel like a lot of people have probably been thinking about it this week is just like flashing back to a year ago. It's been a year since COVID kind of, you know, took our world and sent it in a different direction for a while. Um, it's been wild. Like last year at this time, we were shutting down the school and we didn't know when we were going to come back. At first it was like, oh, maybe we'll be back in two weeks. And I'm like, I don't, I don't think th- things just magically disappeared. Um, and I remember, you know, being like, now I'm going to be home with my kindergartner, like as her teacher. And I'm also going to teach seventh graders from home. And it was just this insane paradigm shift that no one really saw. Like no one thought we were going to be teaching over Zoom uh, in the educational field for the longest time. Uh, And just like for you and just like for me and just like for everybody, like there are so many moments of anxiety and stress and looking back I'm like I think the anxiety and stress was not fully knowing what was going to happen it was that unknown and my buddy Paul Shearing Uncle Paul uh he talked on the podcast I I had him on right when all this was happening it was an awesome episode you guys should check that out um because I wanted him to help me like put things into perspective and of course you know being an endurance guy ultra runner dude Uncle Paul, uh, he's not my uncle. He's just older than me. <laughs> I hope he listens. <laughs> um, but but um, he said, you know, in an ultra, sometimes you're perpetually soldiering on despite the unknown. And I've thought of that all year. That's been like a mantra. Like we got to perpetually soldier on. And we got to soldier on in the best way we can think of. Um, in the most positive way this moment matters right now whatever you're doing right now um, which is obviously listening to this that's part of what you're doing but whatever you're doing right now it matters like it is significant 
And that is actually going to help you form habits, you know? I think the most important habit you can form is how to form habits and how to form positive habits. Because guess what? Spoiler alert, we all form negative habits. And negative habits are super easy to form. Um, you don't have to fight the resistance, you know? Like, I'm trying to think of a good negative habit. I mean, here's the thing. I also, at the same time, there's this weird other side of it where I'm like, I do feel like you need downtime. And you need the rest time. And you you need to eat ice cream sometimes. Like ice cream is freaking delicious. Don't miss out on that experience. You know what I mean? Um, or whatever. Substitute anything for ice cream there. Um, but, but I do feel like forming those positive habits are so huge. But they actually take more work. You actually have to like work to form them. And it's hard. And in fact, if you do positive habits even for a few months or even for a few years like you may not actually see the benefit of those habits you're like oh cool i'm so glad i'm like drinking this vegetable shake by the way side note i put way too much beet powder in my vegetable drink this morning and i almost threw up and then i still have a giant thing of it in the refrigerator i'm like i have to eat this now this is, you made, you made your bed. Now you're going to sleep in it, my friend. You made your gross vegetable shake. Well, you're going to drink it, my dude. Um, but I forgot why, where that side note started. So apologies. <laughs> um, you know, I just realized I was recording a podcast and I could go back and listen to myself talk and get back on track. So uh, <laughs> the idea behind that is, you know, if I do that every day for a month, if I drink a veggie shake every day for a month, I'm like, I honestly don't see the benefit of this in the moment. Right. But if you do that over a year, you're like, wow, like I do feel way better. I bet it's because I'm getting enough vegetables in my diet every single day, um, or enough vitamins or all that stuff. And then if you do that over 10 years, you're like, wow, I avoided some potential diseases that I could have had or potential problems I could have had had I, instead of a vegetable shake, you know, ate a bag of uh, delicious uh, uh, Doritos, nacho cheese Doritos, which are delicious. Those are fantastic, by the way. But they're scientifically designed to be fantastic, right? Um, And so you just got to kind of keep that in mind. But the point being here is like, you got to do the habit. Like you got to form these habits and you just got to do them. And you have to have that good faith that they're going to pay off eventually. Um, even working on huge projects or becoming an endurance racer, right? Like your first months or years of, of running or, or riding your bike, like they're, you're not going to be, you're not going to be like Killian Jornet or you're not going to be a uh, Danny Maxkill. Which, by the way, you should watch all the stuff on YouTube. There, he's fantastic and blows my mind. Um, but you're not going to be those those people. Like you're going to be yourself, and that's good. That's awesome. And maybe you'll become a better version of yourself because you just kept going. Like you just grinded it out. But you grind. But try to grind it out in like a fun way, right? Like try to do it in a way that's joyful and and you know true to your spirit because it's just going to uplift every part of your life. Um, and sometimes it takes going out and having an adventure. Just like Kyla said, she was talking about like you have an adventure and then you have another adventure. And then soon adventure is just a part of your life. And look at all those benefits that you have and 
and all of a sudden you're you have this opportunity like kyla where now you're like spreading this joy of adventure to other people and showing these beautiful places to other people as well um and that's so huge and ultimately isn't that what life's about like life's not about all the other extrinsic rewards it's about intrinsically just feeling good about what you did with your time and you know because because of some of my habits i've formed that i feel like are positive i feel good about what i've i've been doing with my time and that just helps so many areas of your life so um that's all i'm going to say there if you jump off a bridge this is like a doctor's note if you or whatever like a warning um if you jump off a bridge make sure there's you know it's deep make sure it's deep enough that's all i'm gonna say about that it was super fun i knew it was deep enough other people went before me that's the other that's uh, that's the other trick make someone go before you you know what i'm saying someone goes before you you're like i think i'll be okay like they went before me um (laughs) all right go out have an adventure this week uh we'll be back at you guys next week